0: She's like, wow, these demons, they just keep coming.
1: Warning. The following podcast is intended for immature dads only. Listener discretion is advised. This is Dad's Game Review, the most casual hardcore gamers around. (laughs) Reviews and news from every platform. We waste our time so you don't have to
0: hey kids welcome to another installment of dad's game review uh i am john everson and you'll notice that paul squalachi is not here paul is on assignment with his family in vacation land so we are missing out on paul but we are not without a a guest co-host today and it's josh who's back He's back for another another swing at Dad's Game Review, hanging out with us. Uh, so today we're just going to talk about a whole bunch of different things. But first, how are you doing, Josh?
1: I am doing great, John. It's great to meet you. I'm happy to be back here doing this again. Uh, it was really fun with Paul the other time. I talked about a lot of stuff. So, uh, yeah, this is uh, this is fun for me. I'm excited to be here with you.
0: You know, it's funny. I was I was listening to the episode, and you know, I, I think your story is is very compelling. Just kind of hearing your story of just kind of dealing through addiction and recovery, and it's and it's really heartwarming and really inspiring. But what was even more inspiring was the fact that you liked a lot of the same games that I liked. You know, <laughs> like you you didn't have such a harsh stance on Chrono Trigger as Paul does. Which, oh my gosh, <laughs> day in and day out with this guy, yeah, he just won't let it go. <laughs> goes off yeah <laughs> he just doesn't know when to quit on this chrono trigger thing it's not that bad <laughs> yeah
1: that's a big childhood memory for me and everything like i said with my brother and playing that oh my gosh mm. i you know if they ever do like a a remake of that that'd be pretty spectacular
0: i think what it was is when you started talking about frog i was like all yeah. right we're good we're good i can't
1: remember the specific situation i just remember we both got emotional about frog and like I, I tend to, I don't remember details of games so much as I remember a feeling that a game gave me. And yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's one of those like childhood memories where you're like, oh, that was compelling. That's like a, you know, Final Fantasy VII era type of thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Frog's journey from being a human to a frog and still committed to his duty. I I, I don't remember all the the details to it. His theme song is very memorable too. That theme song is very um, memorable, yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah, he's definitely the emotional core of that story for me, more so than... Yeah um you know the generic hero guy um but fun fact did you know that the guy who did like the Dragon Ball Z manga did the uh, all the artwork for Chrono Trigger? Oh I had no
1: idea that's kind of yeah. cool.
0: You can see it kind of in the manual and in the box. Yeah, I was going to say
1: you can see a little influence there, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um uh so also th- something I learned about you Josh is that you are a, a geriatric therapist. Now what, what 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 does that entail?
1: So I've been working in physical therapy for I'm, I'm in my ninth year since I graduated from school. Um, nice. I I used to be an outpatient where I'd work on everybody's you know ACLs and back and all that kind of stuff, and then mm-hmm. I kind of transferred over into inpatient working in a convalescent hospital, and that turned out to be the most rewarding thing I think I've ever done in my life. Like it gives me purpose every day. It's incredibly fulfilling. Um, I just I, I love it. And we've actually implemented video games into what I do as a therapist. Um the Wii was really popular when it first came out, you know, with uh with therapists because they you can do balance stuff. Uh Mm -hmm. it's a lot of motion and all that kind of stuff. And uh uh i i get these Wii series going with some of my patients yeah. i'm talking to 85 year olds you know wow. you know all wow. it is this try and teach somebody how to play a video game that's never touched a video game
0: yeah. <laughs> we uh, sports i'm imagining right or that's
1: exactly it we play a lot of bowling i so saw the two games that we were i just had a lady she's 83 years old mm-hmm. um we were working on our balance and stuff and we we had a series going for both we bowling and for boom blocks do you know what boom blocks is i don't know
0: what boom blocks is what is that so they have
1: they advertised it as a Steven Spielberg game. All it is, literally, is using the Wii remote to throw balls at blocks and dock over towers. It's like okay. playing Jenga, Jenga with a ball. And so we had nice. this, this series going for a couple of, uh, actually, it was a couple of months. We were keeping track, had a tally going, and everything. And and uh, she she actually got to the point where she had beaten me three times on Wii Bowling. Ooh. And I've been playing that, you know, for fifteen years. <laughs> so an eighty-three year old beating me, I thought that was kind of funny, but. Yes, yeah, so that's what I do. I try and implement and we're going to actually be getting a new upgrade to a, a specialized video game uh, interactive system that's specifically di- designed for convalescent homes. I can't remember the name of it right now, but there's a there's a tech company that's created something that we're going to look into getting too.
0: That's fantastic. And it's nice to be able to find purpose in what you do and then also be able to tie it into video games and everything. And, exactly. uh, you know. I, yeah, at back least back. it's like at least it's not like you're playing like Doom together with like an 85 year old, she's like, "Wow, these demons, they just keep coming."
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> I can't yeah, can't picture that. It's it's hard enough having a one button interface with some of these games, you know. Yeah.
0: But, uh, yeah. They get it. <laughs> you know, that is really lovely, and it's it's awesome that you're able to find that 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 space. That's that's really good. I, uh, you know, for me, if video games come up at my work, it's like it's very rare. Even though I work in software development. Though my coworker did say like, oh, this person's so busy. He's tanking so many projects right now. And I was yeah. like, hey, look at you. We yeah, gotta throw right. him, we got to throw that guy a health potion, you know? <laughs> so I was very impressed. I actually got
1: one of my coworkers recently to start joining me. Uh, she's uh, my speech therapist at work. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got her on Diablo with me now gaming with me. So we talk about that at work and stuff. It's kind of funny because my boss <laughs> just has no relation to that kind of thing. She's like, what are you guys talking about? What do you guys do? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> playing video games with speech therapists.
0: <laughs> well, I think you actually jumped into where I was going to go next, which was, what are you playing lately, Josh? Um,
1: So I'm focusing more on streaming. I stream Thursday through Sunday as uh, Gosh Josh Games with a Z. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm trying to find things that people like to watch. And it's really I You know, they always want the hot thing that's out there, like the Final Fantasy and the Diablo and stuff. So basically, I've been streaming a lot of Diablo lately, which has been fun with friends. Uh, I play a lot of indie games. I started a, a game called, um, oh, shoot, Call of the Sea, uh, which yes. was in UK, a UK import. Um, first person game, puzzle game, uh, all voice acted. It's been pretty fun so far. I was streaming that a little bit. Um, another indie game I was playing is Dredge. Um, okay, it is a horror fishing game. Sounds pretty silly, but uh, it's it's just a great little exploration crafting game. Um, just it's just been a lot of fun. And then, other than that, I see here's the thing I usually have like half a dozen to ten games going on at a time because I got ADHD. (laughs) So, uh, what is
0: the terminology that you coined with Paul? I was like, is it game
1: game ADVD? (laughs) attention <laughs> <laughs> deficit video game disorder yeah i definitely yes. around from one thing to the next <laughs> I, and I, it's basically just the mood oh the other thing i got fixated on for over a week was was power wash simulator my god that is a game for <laughs> that is a game for neurodivergence i'm telling you because yeah. i i fixated on that and i was like hyper fixation for every night i felt like i had a job i had to complete a job and these but these jobs are pretty big on power wash and yeah. uh i was I started treating it like a, like a routine that I had to do every night. I realized I was getting like mentally addicted to it. So I had to kind of cut it off because I tend to obsess about things, but uh, man, it's it's a satisfying game. I'm telling you.
0: I, I've watched some streams of it and I, and I'm looking at it and I'm like, Oh boy, this is one of those kind of games where like my wife watches me play this. She's like, you could do this in real life. And you'd actually make a <laughs> difference around the house.
1: I actually like, said oh. after I played it for like five or six days, I was like, I told my wife, I'm like, I should just get a side job power washing, like go do yeah. rich people's driveways or something, because this is incredibly fun. It's detail oriented and I'm not really a detail type person, but mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something satisfying about just cleaning all the shit off something.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Uh one, one of my uh husbandly duties is um is I clean the bathroom. And yep. uh I, I don't know, like just growing up, like it was very much drilled into me. You've got to get like every single nook and cranny because someone's gonna find it and everything. So um yeah in order for me to get through this without like weeping i'm like yeah just make it a game you just you're you're 100 in the bathroom that's your job right
1: that's kind of how i feel with when we moved we moved last year and we didn't have um we don't we're in a really small place we don't have room for a dishwasher so i mm -hmm. hand wash all my dishes and it's actually become like a kind of a therapeutic thing for me like getting hot soapy water and like washing all the stuff directly off the plates and wiping them dry. And stuff. I don't know why it's become one. Once again, it's like a neurodivergent thing. It's just, it's really satisfying to do something like that. So I, I take, I, I kind of make it fun too. Like you're trying to say.
0: I, I, I am, I am sitting right in that happy space because I do the same thing where, I mean, I have a dishwasher, but I I have two kids always too many dishes, right.
1: so the, the yeah. Not
0: all of them will make it in the dishwasher. And then you have to play that game of like, well, I'm not putting the colander in there. Cause that's going to take up too much dish space. I'm going to wash <laughs> the big ones and then put the little ones in and, you know, whatever, but a little, a little Tetris in the dishwasher, huh? The big, big time <laughs> Tetris dishwasher games. And, uh, and you know, I have my headphones on listen to my jams and it's just, yeah, it's very, uh, therapeutic. I doing sort of repetitive tasks doesn't sound like it's drudgery, but like, like I have friends who do that with Warhammer figurines, you know, they paint the yeah. little, little action figures or whatever. And it's just, it's just calming. So it, yeah. Yeah.
1: Some some people really like to, and that's what the hyper fixation is. Like you really can get focused on something and it gives your, with my ADHD and stuff, it gives, it gives me a chance to be involved in something instead of scattering around from one thing to the other. I, I, I have to really focus and fixate on things to get into them. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I definitely feel that. Um, speaking of hyperfixated, fixated, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about you have a story about Diablo four. You've been playing that. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, <laughs> that's right. I was going to tell you how I got a uh, an actual physical injury from Diablo four. Um, yes. So. The way this happened, so the last I've had a rough like three weeks, I was sick with a respiratory infection. And then the last two weeks, two and a half weeks, I've spent with severe, severe back pain. And like I said, I'm a, I'm a therapist. I should, I should know how to fix it. Right. And I do, and I've done everything I could to fix it. And I just couldn't, I had to go to chiropractic and stuff. And I couldn't figure out why all of a sudden my back and my hips were locked up. Like my, my hip was like an inch and a half higher than it should have been. It had been so pulled pulled up and I was just walking like I was crippled forever. And so I finally realized what did it. So the view that I have sitting, looking at my TV My computer sticks out just a little bit on the end table and covers where the health and spirit would be for Diablo. So I basically, I scooted my butt over about a foot to the right. And I didn't realize because the couch is covered with blankets that my right hip was dropping into a crack. Or actually it was, it was elevated on the second uh, middle pillow and my left hip was dropped into the crack. So sitting like that for hours and hours and hours upon time i'm talking dozens of hours not realizing because i've got blankets over it i can't see where the crack is i'm not really feeling it it totally shifted my hips and took me the last three weeks to try and uh work it out because i i I just moved over to be able to see my full tv for diablo
0: (laughs) gosh i gotta tell you um yeah, Diablo has taken something from all of us at some point. In their lives. <laughs> so, um, like a, like a few years back, Paul was like, "Diablo three, we should totally do Diablo 3. and I was like, "No, I don't do Diablos anymore." Um, yeah, because uh, I, I I talk about hyperfixation, and I and I don't know if I've shared this story on the show before, but I um I basically lost like a whole summer of my life on Diablo two right so like i um i was in college and i kind of stopped going to my classes and then then my girlfriend enabled me and got me the lord of destruction dlc the day it came out and i was just oh, like yeah. well well there goes my semester and uh yep. and so yeah and man i i was it, it it's at some point I hit a I hit a breaking point and I was just like I gotta I gotta stop playing this this is killing me I you know I'm completely disconnected from the world.
1: It does get really obsessive. Um, one of the first things we did when I moved into the Chico State dorms here for college was uh, we ran land cable for Diablo 2 and for Counter Strike. Mm. So we're we're in there a big group of us on the on the floor together tearing up not really tearing up but like peeling up the carpets to be able to and like the the overhead panels and stuff. Running land cable to each other's dorm rooms, and that's basically what we did all semester. That was at the summer of Diablo 2 or the semester of Diablo 2 for me, too.
0: Yeah, it was uh, for me, it was 2000 or 2000, uh, 2001.
1: Yeah, 2001 was when I was in college. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yep. Oh, so we're like about the same age.
1: Yeah, so, I'm 42. i just turned oh, 42.
0: Yeah, yeah we're, yep, yeah, 43. But you know, I'm a late bloomer, Josh. What can I say? Hey, um, I didn't get, I'm, I'm trying to become like,
1: you know, a, a game influencer and a streamer now at 42. How, how hard do you think that is? I'm not yeah. some, I'm not some cute 25 year old girl. That's like, <laughs> you know, getting all the views and stuff like that. I'm working hard for this, but it's, yeah, it's
0: you're, you're hustling, but uh, yeah. I believe in you. Um, you know, I, I have this conversation with my wife and with my children actually, which is like, why, why is it too late to start doing something new? And I can't give them an answer, especially as a dad. I'm like, shouldn't I be encouraging? And it's like, yeah. Then you have to start like, eating your own dog food and just try new things. And so, uh, you know, doing, doing a, you know, weekly streams or streams that, you know, every, every couple of days a week, it's a commitment. And, uh, and you know, that's great. It's really well, good. It's
1: kind of given, it's kind of given me purpose too. Like, so I'm, you know, I'm in my forties, I got sober at, um, 38, 39. Um, and I, I didn't, I had kind of lost all my interests. I needed to create new interests and new hobbies and stuff. So, yeah. I latched on to to video games and buying and selling and stuff like that. And that was super fun. And I I wanted to feel like I still had like something to offer. Um, you know, when you're in your 40s, you're like, am I just some washed up middle guy, a middle aged guy? <laughs> yes. I wanted to feel I, I felt like I have a, you know, I have a, a friendly personality. I love talking and I just felt like I had something to offer the gaming community. So I, I mm-hmm. back in January, I jumped on the whole Twitter and Twitch. Well, Twitch, I started in April, but Jan- February I started in Twitter and it's actually, you know, it's been good because people are responding to me and it's giving me that affirmation that, hey, I'm not some worthless 42-year-old, you know, oh. I, I, have, I have something to offer. And so that's, that's kind of a, a nice thing. Everybody gets to... that, that yeah. midlife crisis at some point.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think I've been in the midlife crisis at least, I'd say definitely since the pandemic. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but it, you know, it's been good because I feel like I think for a lot of us, and I'll speak for myself, it, it, it really kind of puts into focus what does what matters what do I really want to do do I want to just keep doing things that you know I'm not passionate about and so you know time is short I had to to figure out what
1: made me happy again I was so depressed and so dark in such a deep place for so long I didn't even know how to be happy
0: yeah yeah and,
1: uh, you know, I just, I, I just had to find, find something that interests me. And I'm the type that goes ball to the wall when I get interested in something. You know, if I, if I get a new series of video games that I like, I collect every single read. Something like Twitter, I put all my effort into it, you know. So yeah. that's, what I was, that's what I was doing with gaming. I, I was like, you know, this has been a passion since I was a little kid. So let's, let's freaking do this. Let's, let's see what I can do with it.
0: Yeah, I, well, I'm I'm happy that you're you've come out the other side of that that tunnel, and uh, I think we have yeah. all faced you know our versions of that. You know, I I mean for me it was it was uh, being isolated during the pandemic, like which which a lot of people experienced was was really rough. That it was torture. really hard to sort of rewire like my my brain to to just do everything on Zoom, which is ironically what we're doing right now too. Yeah but getting to a point where I could be comfortable just to talk to people on zoom and be able to still have that sort of social connection. So it's been, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm really happy for you. And uh, yeah. Well, thank you.
1: It's honestly, it just, it just gives me some kind of joy in my life every, daily because I, I I'm involved in this daily. It gives me some kind of focus. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, part of the biggest problem with addiction is, is boredom or lack mm-hmm. of interest. You know, you can yeah. do it to pass the time and, had to find new ways to pass time. And I couldn't, I honestly couldn't be happier. I'm happy to say that I'm, I'm honestly the happiest I've been in my life with my living situation with my job and with my hobbies. So it's all good.
0: That's great. That's great. And you know, your hips are doing better. Your hips don't lie. You're, you're <laughs> finally in yeah, three weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, what was interesting is um now this is just like old guy ailment corner kids, because I had like a bad allergic reaction a few weeks ago. And like I had to miss an episode of Dad's Game Review and everything, um, I think that was actually the week you covered for me um, oh, because I was yeah, like yeah. I was in rough shape. I like my entire body was like a red rash. I had and um, and so it took about two weeks to recover. And like during that time, I used to play uh, Disney Emoji Blitz on my on my iPhone and. Mm. And I was like logging in every day because I had to, because if I didn't miss, on the, if I didn't, if I miss the daily login, I'm gonna <laughs> miss all the bonuses. If I miss all the bonuses, I'm going to miss out. Exactly. And, and I was just, because I was just so like sick and like just feeling so bad, I was, I I had the chance to reevaluate it, Like, why am I doing this? Is this, what, what am I going to die if I stop playing? What, this? Yeah.
1: Yeah. You get yeah. compelled to do it and you don't yeah. want to break your streak of logging in. My wife's like that with Pokemon Go seven yeah. years later she's still fixated on playing that game and it's just ridiculous
0: yeah and i mean i have that fixation now with um i play a lot of genshin impact poor paul has to hear me talk about that all the time i and, know yeah uh,
1: it's pretty popular i, I i've yeah. looked into it i haven't played it but
0: it's fun um it is a uh it, it is kind of just a, a breath of the wild clone um on the face yeah. of it and uh and but it also has like a lot of the elements i love from like jrpgs like things like Chrono trigger and um uh the the big one for me is like lunar the silver star i don't know if you ever played yeah. that one on the playstation or the long time ago yeah let's yeah, take a cd that one was really good for me because it was like oh it's not it doesn't take itself too seriously and uh and neither does Genshin impact it's because it's all over the place but uh yeah i um look we've i think we've now had our first uh um rabbit hole here because now i forgot what i was talking about Well, but would you say would you
1: say genshin is your comfort game because diablo has become my comfort game
0: i would say so um i i have a few i mean the, the genshin is just kind of like what i'm i i i i, I kind of describe it akin to like a netflix show because it's a it's a game that has continuously added content and so like their new season is essentially coming out and is adding a whole new region and a whole new storylines So the story just continues to keep going year after year. And so I think that's kind of makes it compelling. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, as someone who used to play a lot of Diablo, I can totally see that as a comfort game as well.
1: And see, this is actually the first time I'm going to be playing seasons of anything. I've never really invested in a game. That's like a live service or anything like mm-hmm. that. It's not my, it's never been my jam, I've never played MMOs or anything like that. I don't play call of duty or first person sh- shooters. So I've mm-hmm. never really done seasons of anything. So this is my first real experience with it with, I've done DLC of course, but uh, this is my yeah. first real experience with the four, but I just, I find that when I come home, sometimes I just don't like, I, I play games every night for a couple hours. We have a two TV set up. I play games while she has shows on and I, you know, nice. and, uh, Sometimes I just don't want to put any real effort into it, and you can just grind through Diablo, and it's just you're you're making progress still, so you feel good about it, and you're yeah. it doesn't take a ton of work, so that's that's why it's become kind of my comfort game. When I when I don't feel like really paying attention or, or investing a lot of energy into a game, I just I just put on Diablo, and it's it's uh, soothing <laughs> most of the time. Most of the time,
0: I think you have defined it well because it's it's like I think with a game like Diablo, or for me with with Genshin, you can put as much time into it as you want. And, right. and still find something rewarding out of it you can just do like the daily quests and get like a little item or something or you know you can just skip and just not play for a while and and yeah. there's ways like where it's like well you get all these extra things all over the time and it's like well you can kind of bank these resources that you get daily and then when you're playing it again you can so
1: and, I, you know, and i'm still learning i'm still learning every week a new stuff because i've never even though i've played a lot of diablo it's been 20 something years and i i yeah. You know, there's all these new things to learn about it and stuff you can do and tips and tricks and builds and all that kind of stuff. And I haven't delved that deep into it. Like I said before, I kind of get a feeling for games more than I, you know, overanalyze or or, uh, you know, get all detailed about it. I like I like the general feeling of a game. I'm kind of Mm -hmm. a feelings dude. Um, But yeah, it's just uh, I don't know. It's just seems to be what the easiest thing to play right now.
0: (laughs) What, what what like class are you doing in Diablo Four?
1: Uh, I started off with a, a druid. He's uh, I, he's level fifty five, I think. That's the other thing. I'm not like I'm not playing on tier 3, 4, 5. four, five. I'm not grinding crazy. I'm not mm-hmm. level eighty something. I just I have a, a druid that's fifty five. That's pretty fun. I've kind of built him as a um, like I said, I haven't done any official builds. I've built him mm-hmm. basically as a storm storm controller. He everything he does is, is related to weather and and lightning and tornadoes and thunder and stuff. And it's just kind of fun that way. And then I have a uh I have a druid that's just about to hit level 50 that I've been working on that uh, I've built her based around flurry basically being able to move mm-hmm. quick in and out and and you know jump in and out multiple dodges uh imbuements and stuff to to make her stronger so it's I don't know it's just kind of fun playing around I've reset my my abilities probably two or three times on the characters and rebuilt in different ways it's just it's just fun to play with
0: Yeah I I, I remember doing that in a lot of games like uh like Diablo 2 where it's like well what if i tried doing a necromancer and i just used this part of the skill tree what would happen right. then right and uh, like how many skeletons going to have on the screen at once you know that are mine <laughs> um, but that that is that is cool i'm i'm glad you're enjoying it um i you are also playing something else that i am i am very interested in from afar but i don't really have the time or inclination which is we're playing Final Fantasy 16. I know it's one of the hot new games out. I know I sound like it's so, such like a pot. It's a hot new game. It's, it's, it's a hot new game, <laughs> guys. Hey guys. So I'm I'm here. I'm here with Josh. We're playing Final Fantasy 16. Keeping it real. <laughs> yeah. So what uh, what do you think of Final Fantasy 16 so far? So I'm
1: a huge Final Fantasy fan. I have played other other than the online multiplayers. I've played every single Final Fantasy since the NES days. Uh, I remember renting the first one from from my local video store at like mm. nine, 10 years old or something like that. Yeah, I always I always appreciate it. And the other thing is, I don't nitpick games. God, you see on Twitter or gaming groups, people just tearing games apart for what they don't like about it or something like that. I'm not. Once again, it's that general feeling of a game. If a game gives me a good feeling like I'm mm. totally enjoying myself, I don't need to tear apart every detail. So you've got everybody out there like, oh, it's not turn based. Oh, it's not open world i'm not playing it i refuse i'm protesting all that kind of bullshit Mm -hmm. well i i think i take games for as they are and so as for character development this is a really strong entry Mm -hmm. clive is an amazing amazing character sid's an amazing character jill's amazing like they're all very i'm I'm down with the personalities and and them as being the lead of everything it's 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 pretty cool um i'm only about 15 17 hours in so i can't say i've really experienced a lot of it um Mm -hmm. The story has its moments it gets really intense and really captivating sometimes with boss battles and story advancement but then it loses me in between with uh all the side missions that they do where like i said with that that attention deficit stuff i can sit there and watch a cut scene and not register anything that they're saying because it's so uninteresting yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, and I, I feel like i'm losing i'm missing out on some of the game because it's it's not holding my attention which can be hard to do sometimes um I yeah. played 90 minutes last night, just doing some side quests. And I can't tell you a single thing that actually happened because it just wasn't—it wasn't registering with me. It didn't hold my attention.
0: These but as for the main part of the game. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yo, go ahead. Go, I was no, just going to say it's just like a lot of these games will be like, oh, there's you know over 700 hours of gameplay, but it's like, yeah, but doing a lot of stuff that's just like it's just like crappy. It's just like. You know, it's just like sawdust padding that you don't yeah. really care about. But oh, go on. What, what were you doing last oh, night? And, and so
1: and, and so far, the 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 whole equipment thing has been really basic. Uh, traveling is really basic. You just it's super linear, and I'm okay with linear. Honestly, open world games mm-hmm. they overwhelm me. I I was playing Horizon recently, and pulling up the map on Horizon and looking at everything marked there, oh. cause a panic attack. I swear to like God.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh. Yeah. So the, it's very linear, kind of basic with all the I haven't got too much depth out of it yet, which is fine. Um, I just I wish I feel more connected to it. I know people are raving about it. I'm sure the story is going to be fantastic. I have I'm not talking crap about it at all. These are just mm-hmm. things I've experienced with it myself. So uh, I'm still excited to see where it goes.
0: Someone online compared to like Game of Thrones in terms of like the the tone is that is that is that accurate?
1: Yeah, it's warring, warring nations or countries or whatever that mm-hmm. uh, and there's a whole... They have something called active time lore and mm-hmm. I haven't really experienced a whole lot of it yet, but uh, there's a girl you can go to that I guess as you go through the game and change the tides of what's going on, you can go back in there and, and recapture the story and where characters are at now in the story mm-hmm. as you've progressed. I, I could be totally wrong about somebody hearing me say this, but that's what I kind of take from it and I think that's kind of interesting um so it's uh it definitely has uh I, I hear a lot of people saying that the lore has become really interesting and keeping track of that is is really amazing but I just got to that last night so um we'll have to experience that more but yeah so, it's, a, it's, a, it's a it's a nation conflict type of thing and an internal struggle with Clive and all that kind of stuff
0: that's cool uh it, it reminds me on the face of it uh a little bit to um one of my favorites in the series which was Final Fantasy VIII where yeah. there's all these different, there's all these different nations. They all have conflicts. You're a mercenary that's basically hired to fight for whoever's paying the most and stuff. And it's, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that one. And also, yeah, our hero is very conflicted and very aloof and basically it yeah. takes three or four discs for him to be like, yeah, I should just like chill out. You know, <laughs> it's not eight, is, 8 is one of those
1: ones I want to play the remastered on because I, you know, after 7, everybody was freaking flipping out for 8 and you know it ended up being coming one of the more hated entries in the series but i can't honestly remember why because i'm and i do remember the card game was addictive as hell yeah but uh eventually i'd like to get the remastered release of that and go through it eight and eight and nine i don't think i can make it through seven again i think i tried a couple years ago but just way too dated for me but
0: uh yeah i would would Um, play remake um i think they've, they've done some Pardon me i think they've done some hd updates for eight um, 8, I feel, feels like a little bit more of a modern game just because it's, it, it was the first attempt to be like more photorealistic with its, with its characters. And, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, um, but 8 came out at a bad time. It came out, I think, well, actually it didn't come out that much bad of a time, but it came out the same time that Sega Dreamcast launched. And oh. so, uh, it, that just, again, an interesting little piece of video game trivia And I was in college at the time, and you're like a kid that has to go away to school. So for me, I I really related to it. And uh, yeah, that's the one that stays with me the most. Because I mean, I played seven before that, and I was a little bit late to the seven party. I, I got it like I played it like in 99. And so it was like the following year, eight came out. So I was just like, all right, let's play this. And I think there was a lot of people expecting eight to be a retread of seven. And it's not. It's just a different game. And, and that, I was
1: totally, they, yeah. they advertised this as a, a love story, you know, based on a love story. I, I'm pumped with that. Hey, I like romantic comedies and shit. Like, give me mm-hmm. a story about love. Like, that'll motivate me. And it was, I remember it being decent. I, Like I said, I have no detailed memory, but.
0: Yeah, um, there's there, there's some good stuff in it. The love story, I feel like it, it, like, I think the same problem you described in 16, it's like, they start, they talk about it. You do a whole bunch of side quests and then they pick it back up again and then a whole bunch of side quests and they pick it back up again. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's also there's a yeah there's some really cool stuff with it there's like a little bit of like time travel stuff where you you live through the flashbacks of another character which was really mm-hmm. really fun and yeah um if you guys are have not played final fantasy 8 in a while um yeah check it out um but what what but what is your favorite in the series so far is it 16 or is it one of the earlier ones
1: well, seven was always my favorite. In fact, it was my top game because, uh, you know, I talk about emotions and feelings a lot. I'm a real sensitive guy, and I, I, I base my personality type is pretty much based on feelings of things. Um, and so, seven was my favorite because it, it, when I was 15, so there's a quick little story with it. My first ever, so I had an NES. My 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 grandparents were the only persons to give me a console when I was younger. I had an NES action set. Well, mm-hmm. the next time I touched a video game console was when I bought one myself with my first paycheck at 15 and a half. Mm-hmm. And uh, I bought a PS1, and I went and got a used copy of Final Fantasy VII. So that was my big generational jump from NES to PS1, and boy, it blew my mind. PS1 was my most influential console ever, and going through that game and how... You got to picture the drastic jump from NES yeah. to PS1. How detailed the uh, the story was, and then what happened with Aerith. It just mm-hmm. it made both me and my brother cry. We were like, "Oh my god!" Like I didn't know a, a, a game could touch you that much. Mm-hmm. But uh, so forever, I've just said that that was my favorite not only game but like uh, experience and favorite Final Fantasy until uh, until I played Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> oh, is <laughs>
0: that, that actually, is that a recommend? That
1: actually- that kind of took my top spot. But uh oh. favorite Final Fantasy was seven. I also really liked nine. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the one I didn't get to play that's a mainstream release that's not online is any of the 13s. I didn't get to play any of those. And I know oh. they're hated on, but I would really love it if they would put it on PlayStation Plus so I could give it a uh, shot. I mm-hmm. don't want to have to break out my old PS3. Um, did
0: you play 13? I didn't. I think the last one I played was 12. And. I think it was oh, I actually just
1: yeah. I just started I put I put about 20 hours into 12 back in the day when I came mm-hmm. out on PS2 but I actually just restart or restarted in 12 uh about a month and a half ago I I set it aside for 16 but I do plan on playing through that one again because I never really got to experience the whole uh much of 12 so that one yeah in my, I, in my I don't think
0: thought. I gave it a good shake honestly it was like a birthday yeah. gift and I played a little bit of it and it looked great and it was fun to play and then I was just like well I got other things to do
1: yeah and, exactly um, I, I Nothing's really captured me on it yet. The, the fighting is okay and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I, I hear the the upgrade system is really cool on it. And plus it's set in uh, Evalis or Evalice, however you want to pronounce it, which mm-hmm. I, I like that because Final Fantasy Tactics is
0: probably
1: one of my favorite games of all time too. That's a
0: great game. Uh, yeah.
1: Oh yeah, I, I love Tactics games, but I have probably restarted that, that game six or seven times (laughs)
0: that's (laughs) just so
1: fun and you can build the jobs a different way each time like if they if they gave me a true fully fleshed out sequel to final fantasy tactics i would be over the moon
0: yeah i mean i i I really i think eight is my favorite um and i i don't think it's unusual for you to say that jump because like even still before that it was the snes you know final fantasy 3 which i know everybody it's final fantasy 6 in japan and you go from that to seven, and it's humongous order magnitude. <laughs> exactly, where it's like this is a movie, and the other one's a game.
1: You know, mm-hmm. so you go from pixel sprites to polygons, and everybody's yeah. blowing their mind.
0: Yeah, and and yeah, I, I'm not surprised what you said about nine. I, I feel like nine. I I am the inverse on this. I am the minority because I played nine. And I was like, this is fine, and uh, it's it's very cute, and it really feels like a nod to old school Final Fantasy. That's why Um, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, VV, obviously his whole cutscene where he's like, you know, he's great. VV is my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff in it. I, I think for me, you know, eight is eight was my sweet spot again. The other, like you mentioned the card game is fantastic. And uh, yeah, I just, I really, really love those characters. So um, I love,
1: I love people that have unique choices on our unique perspectives on games. Cause you know, you hear a lot of hate about certain things. And and I love when somebody's like, you know what? Y'all can hate on it. I freaking love it.
0: (laughs) I think you and I, Josh, have finally hit that threshold age. You know I'll speak for myself, but when I was in my thirties, I was the nitpicking guy. I'm like, well, what, what's up with this? Doesn't make any sense. How can't you get in that room? You know? And it's like, I was that guy. And now yeah. like, you know what? I've got kids. I've got, you know, I've got a dog. That means I don't know if that makes a difference, but now I'm just like, Hey, this is fun. Yeah. You don't like it. Fine. Don't play it. It's all good. Just enjoy went, enjoy what you enjoy.
1: I went from a life of negativity. I was so pessimistic. It's so negative To I have such like positivity and hope now that I don't see any point in complaining. Like what, what is it going to, why am I going to get on the a message and just start bitching about how Diablo doesn't meet my expectations. Boy, the worst mistake I made was joining the subreddit for Diablo 4 on on Reddit. Boy, these people just, they don't, why are you playing the game if you hate it that much? My God. (laughs) So I just take things as they are and enjoy it for as it is. And it's, it's fine.
0: More power to you, man. Yeah. Like I got a buddy who, who uh, has essentially quit social media because he just realized like he just keeps burning himself on it. He's just like, you know what? I got to eventually figure out this, this is just a hot stove for me yeah and, uh, and so yeah like i i just joined the reddit for um i'm a big star trek guy so like, i just joined the subreddit for strange new worlds the, the new series yeah and man i'm just like wow you guys you guys seem to be watching a different show than i did because i i've been enjoying this you know
1: <laughs> hardcore fans are just so toxic to to fandom sometimes it's like why do you got to tear everything down i'm i'm working my way through discovery i'm on i think chapter or season 4 of discovery right now oh, nice. and uh, a lot of people hated on that and they they were you know, calling it too woke and all this kind of crap. And like it's just you I appreciate it for the story they're telling. I think it's interesting yeah. as hell. I'm having a blast. It's yeah. and I'll Strange New Worlds I'll do next. So, you know, right. I I don't hate a lot of things. I don't dislike mm. a lot of things. If something's not making me happy, I stop doing it. It's a thought, right? That's there's the healthiest thought.
0: thing to do. You know? <laughs> if it's,
1: I don't if bitch it's... about it. I stop. <laughs>
0: You don't have to like make you know you don't have to make a big deal out of it. Just be like you know what I'm just not. Yeah, it's it's fine. Yeah. Um, uh, so um, that's awesome. It's very nice to talk about Japanese RPGs. Uh, usually don't get to do that with Paul. And uh, you know. Um, we did talk about a few weeks ago. They announced the remake of uh, Star Ocean Two. Did you ever play that one? That was also I a- played,
1: yeah. The the first one I really loved on on, on PS One. I remember the battle was really cool. I, yeah, uh, it was also difficult. I remember getting stuck. I just I couldn't. The fighting got really difficult. Um yeah. So it's not something I'm super hyped for because I don't have a lot of memories with it. But I'm definitely will be playing it. I do. There's remember um
0: the, the fighting in, was good. In the original Star Ocean Two, there's like a like a like a tournament that you go into, mm. and um. And you can win it or you can lose it, but, like, it's very hard to win it. And I remember, like, being so bummed out that I lost the tournament and I couldn't go back to my save game and everything. And, like, even oh, your yeah. character, like, your your hero character is, like, butthurt about it. Like, you can tell, like, you know, like, I mean, he's suffering completely from main character syndrome. He's like, I'm supposed to win every battle. And it's <laughs> like, no, not this time. No, you weren't ready. You lost and right. uh, it was honestly for you know uh a, a, like a early 20 something it's a it's a good reminder that it's like no you can't win every battle and uh, sometimes sometimes you're going to have to take an l not to throw
1: uh, that that off topic too quick but i just want to say real quick i've been playing a need for speed unbound and yes. it is you are not meant to win your races for a while and that that drives me crazy i'm used to starting a racing game and you know you're first place for the first like couple hours of, of playing Uh, Mm -hmm. you are you are incrementally earning money and it even tells you it'll predict your your placement in the race before you even started it'll be like we expect you to get six and i'm like Mm -hmm. no way i'm getting fourth (laughs) (laughs) like it's kind of funny uh that yeah sorry that was just a random thought that popped in my head barely barely being able to make progress
0: it's okay i we 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 reviewed need for speed unbound and that's a beautiful game and yeah i i mean they they do set it up narratively it's like look you're just going to do the best you can all right you know, one one bit at a time. That's and, a little different for me. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, these are good lessons. These are good lessons to learn in games. I mean, I used to play Sid Meier's Pirates, and I was like, well, now I know where like every island in the in the Caribbean is. And that God, one, I love
1: that game. Yeah, that's that game a good was one. So great. I didn't play a lot of PC games, but boy, I played that one like crazy.
0: Yeah, that one's that one's fun. That's a that's also a Paul pick as well. Nice. Um, so I've been playing Horizon Zero Dawn too. So behind the scenes at Dad's game review. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn and that franchise is is Paul's second favorite game franchise after The Last of Us right. and uh, and so I'm like we should do Horizon he's like well you should probably play it first it's a really long game and we should really talk about it after you finished it yeah and I'm like all right and so now what I've been doing is I've just been kind of like just like micro-dosing <laughs> Horizon Zero that's Dawn. Have,
1: that's what I have to do with open world games. <laughs> Micro-dose them,
0: yep. And so it's like, I'll play it for an hour or so. Um, I have the Steam Deck. So I was playing it on the Steam Deck. And uh, nice. we were doing a, I don't know if this if this, um, if this this is relatable or not, but sometimes we do like a bedtime swap where um, one of my kids sleeps in, in, in the big bed with my wife and then I go sleep in my other daughter's room and we kind of do like a like an inverted sleepover. That's really so,
1: sweet. I
0: like that. So with my older daughter, I can't sleep. Um, I'm trying to play Stick of Truth because we were reviewing it, the South Park game. I'm like, can't play this in front of my kid. I no. guess I'll start. <laughs> I guess I'll start Horizon. No time like the present. And then my daughter was just like obsessed with like Aloy and like her. Like we because we were doing the beginning part where she's like a kid and she has to hide from like the, the the robot dogs and whatever, like the Watchers and everything. And she was just like, this is great. Like she was just engrossed in the story. And then, um, and now, like I'm playing, and I'm like, this is Metal Gear. This is basically like Metal Gear Solid Five, where you're you're using stealth, you've got your weapons, you can sort of play it any way you want. But I think yeah. you're a little bit further ahead of me.
1: Oh no, I don't think so. I I think I've only I've only really done maybe thirty percent of the map. Um, I don't even know how many hours I put into it, but I, I played it a couple months ago. I started it. It was one of those games that I kept saying, I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna get to mm-hmm. it. And then as soon as I got to it, I was like, why did I wait so long? This is awesome. But uh, I do have, I do struggle with overworld or open world games just because they overwhelm me. Like I said, when I pull up that map, it's just like a mm-hmm. panic attack there with how many hundreds of uh, marked locations are on there. Yeah. And, but I do, uh, I'm having a blast just exploring. I kind of like uh, more linear stuff, like I mentioned. You know, tell me where to go and what I need to do. Yeah. But this is basically, you know, play it any way you want, explore any way you want. And man, I'm getting to some areas with some of these uh, massive mech things uh, that are intimidating as hell i'm like how am i ever going to take that down but apparently yeah. i'm going to become some kind of badass and i'm going to be able to take down these giant things i'm encountering i've done a few but <laughs> yeah.
0: so we we still need to officially do a horizon zero non-review for the show but what i will say is what the game does very well is it's just like hey look you know there was a big old training montage um you know between levels you're grown up you're like capable There's not going to be any like jiggle on the arrow when you're holding the bow. It's a point and click essentially point and shoot because like, you're a super awesome skilled trained person. So why would there be like, why would it be hard for you to kill these things? It's just all a matter of like, then it becomes really about planning. It's like, where where do I trap this guy? Yeah. You have to plan planets.
1: You gotta, you gotta scope it from a distance and make Mm -hmm. your way in there and figure out how you're going to set it up before you encounter these things.
0: Yeah it tickles exactly the same uh, bone as like playing metal gear where, you know, Paul's like, tell me what the plot is. I'm like, doesn't matter what the plot is. The game is fun. There's a whole bunch of (laughs) troops in there. You need to get from point A to point B. How do you do it without getting killed and, uh, and, or setting off alarms and everything. And so, ah, it's a puzzle. I love it.
1: I hate to admit it to you, but metal gear one and two were the only ones I played. And I'm actually, I'm looking forward to the remake of three. And I, I got a remaster of one. The one was, one of those influential games in my teen years too on the ps1 that game just rocked me so i'm really stoked about a remake well it's not a remake of one huh it's just a remaster of one but i think it's way, a, a
0: i think it's kind of a remake um I know they're I remaking three that.
1: three is the remake yeah. for sure but i think we're just getting remasters of one and two but i'm not positive but either way i'd love to experience that game again i loved all those bosses and stuff and eventually i don't i just kind of fell not i just kind of put that serious to the wayside i didn't really play three four or five um, so yeah, I definitely like to do it again.
0: Yeah, I, I think it happened to a lot of folks, and you're correct. They're, they're remaking three, and then they're just kind of re-releasing or remastering as a collection the, the other series in the franchise. Metal Gear Solid One is a is is a classic. The second one is is kind of like Final Fantasy eight, where it's just like there's no way we're going to meet audiences expectations after the hit. That was the first one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They and, hated on
1: Raiden so much. Right. So they so they
0: basically are like, well, we're just going to do something different. And the people that are with us are going to be fine. And the people that aren't, we didn't want them anyway. Uh, yeah. So for me, I was like, I loved Raiden. He's cool. Um, I was fine with it he's he he is the player he is a player surrogate you know he's he's like oh i'm gonna be as cool as snake and it's like no you're not you're just a kid snake's like genetically <laughs> engineered from the dna of one of the best soldiers of the cold war how do you expect to meet up to the legend and it's like no nah, you can't and so it's right. like it's a human story
1: yeah exactly yeah uh, i, I it, yeah. Not one of those things where people complained and i was like this is just fine
0: <laughs> so i'm excited about the remake for three because that one on the like on the ps2 was very kludgy to play it it, yeah. it it was like it was really really pushing the limits and um and so that one i mean the story for that one is great so i'm excited that like a whole new generation will get to play that i couldn't Four, believe they got
1: it on the 3ds yeah <laughs> they have a version 3d version on the 3ds for three i was like wow that's uh, interesting
0: Yeah. The fourth one is it was only on the PS4 and they haven't really, really, really re-released that one. But that is like the one that is like canonically the last one in the story.
1: Is that Phantom Uh, Pain or what's that one called? uh,
0: Phantom Pain is the fifth one. Uh, The fourth one was called Guns of the Patriots. Oh, so Guns of the Patriots is the last story with with Solid Snake and where it's kind of like it's it's the end. And then five deals with his dad, Big Boss, um, which is also the plot of the third one. The thir- oh, three okay. and five deal with Big Boss when he was still like Snake. And yeah. so they're, they're, you know, it's kind of, the fifth one is fantastic. Phantom Pain's got amazing um, like narrative stuff because he's a survivor. He's, he's been, he's an amputee at the beginning of the game. He's going through recovery and and it's like, he's also like on this mission for revenge. And I believe and
1: I, so, yeah. I, I paid the thir- first 30 minutes of five. Um, mm-hmm. It was pretty intense. It was definitely more cinematic, uh, way more cinematic because, you know, I had only played one and two, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I do want to go. I, you're, you're making me want to go play these games now, but I'll wait for, for three to come out.
0: <laughs> yeah. you. you um, and then also what was also released between three and five were a couple of games for the, uh, for the PSP, which are also related to like the big boss sort of, star wars prequel anakin skywalker storylines of like how did he become bad you know it's like it's yeah it's not necessary but it's it's interesting and you remember there was metal gear acid wasn't that a
1: graphic novel type one metal gear Uh, acid
0: yeah that that is more of like a yeah it's kind of more of like a puzzle game almost yeah um so that's that's sort of like the puzzle fighter of the franchise (laughs)
1: and then wasn't there resurgence or something which some say that was really really short or something what was it called uh, on ps4 uh
0: so there was um there was the raiden game which was called revengeance i believe
1: revengeance that's what it was which yeah. is
0: not it wasn't made by hideo kojima who creates the franchise uh um, oh, okay. so it's kind of like a spinoff it's it's you know I'll, there's a lot of people who like it but it's it's a very different style of genre but I haven't played it. I can't judge it, but I've seen the cutscenes where he's fighting the senator, and they're very funny.
1: Nice. <laughs> There's a
0: boss who's a senator who uh, who has also been genetically altered with nano machines, and it's crazy. It's like, what's your source for that, Senator? And he's like, My source is I made it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's really campy. Nice. Oh. Um, let's see. So I think we've gone through the whole gamut of games that we're playing, the games that we like. Um, Want to do a little bit of gaming news. And uh, I don't have Paul's soundboard, so I'm going to have to just do the sound. It's like, and now it's time for gaming news. <laughs> so uh, two bits of interesting news uh, in the world of gaming. Uh, the first one is just a couple of days ago. The uh, The FTC has just unblocked the Ac- Activision acquisition Um, From Microsoft. So Microsoft can basically go ahead, purchase Activision Blizzard and become just like it's just an even bigger Katamari of uh, technology companies.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, A 36 billion dollar buyout. Is that what it was? Something like that. Yeah. Still, Still, I mean, honestly,
0: compared to Twitter, a bargain.
1: Oh yeah. I, <laughs> I just can't believe it. One well it's Activision Blizzard. So I guess you know Blizzard's massive. So and Activision had all the Call of Duty and all that kind of stuff. So that just sounds like an incredible amount of money. Um are you looking for my opinion on it? <laughs> well, that's why I brought it up. So what what do you think about it? Um I like competition. I think uh, how do I how do I say this without making it sound like I'm picking on a on a
0: company? Oh, um, well, I, I, it's okay, we we can punch up here because
1: <laughs> I and a reminder I play all the systems, I got my Series S up there along with my PS5 and my Switch, so I play yeah. everything. I, I only call things like I see it, and I think buying a company to have exclusives is kind of a crappy thing to do. Um, I don't know what their end game is, and I actually uh, recently on Twitter there's been uh, some emails going around from the, the COO, I think it was, of Microsoft saying basically if they wanted to they would just buy out the competition they would just they would just outspend sony to have what mm-hmm. they want and that doesn't seem like a very good that just that just seems like a, a horrible way to to go about trying to increase people to your console um you know i'm just gonna throw money at it and you're gonna like it or not you know that just doesn't doesn't sit well with me not that i play a lot of blizzard games or a lot of activision games at all i really don't so it doesn't concern me there it just seems like a a bad way to go about acquiring new licenses and stuff like that you know
0: yeah it's uh i mean we're we're, i think we're seeing this we've been seeing like a corporate consolidation for years and years and years uh you know like you know i i work for disney and so um we we are we we see it firsthand all the time because you know there was the acquisition of pixar and marvel you know like like 10 years ago and then recently the acquisition of Fox. And so there's always this, this challenge of like, well, you want to acquire all these brands, but you also want to have them embedded into a company. And so, I mean, I I feel for the people who work for Activision Blizzard, because what always happens with these acquisitions is there's always layoffs because now there's redundancies. And uh, so, I think from a human side of it, there's going to be there's going to be some pain, especially for people who are just trying to do their job day in and day out. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, I, I I think prob- there, there will always be competition. I think what will happen, though, is my fear is it will be something kind of akin to um, like Disney's acquisition of Star Wars, where. It, it it's going to have some successes, but it's just going to be changed. It's it's going it's to be, be watered
1: down and milked and all that kind of stuff. And and yeah, yeah.
0: It, You 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 take a brand and it becomes like zombified. Um, I think yeah. they call it. And it's just like, well, I mean, uh, these are all brands I like, but it's not really the same game anymore. Exactly. And, and they, so, they're
1: buying they're buying studios and they're gutting them. You're, you're taking yeah. the heart out of you're taking the heart out of the development of the studio like what yeah. is that accomplishing for you and on a comparison um you know sony is known for their exclusives they have some amazing exclusive. they have sony sony video game production company mm-hmm. um xbox just doesn't have the exclusives and so instead of creating these ips that are substantial and a foundation they're buying out companies to get the ips and that and I, I, that's just so much it's just so different to me that's not doesn't seem like a way to I'm sure it's going to work for them. I'm sure they're going to get more people to the console because of it, but it just doesn't feel like the right way to go about it. And I'm sure some people are saying, yeah, so or PlayStation does it too. They're trying to buy out companies too. I know they are, I know yeah. they are, but they're, they're established as somebody that has great uh, exclusives developed by their in-house studio. Right. Um, and so that's just, it, that's the separation on it is that Sony has worked for their exclusives and Microsoft seems to be buying them, like buying Bethesda and buying Activision Blizzard and, um, that just doesn't feel like the right thing to me.
0: What's really ironic, if you really go back in history, I mean, first of all, it seems like in general, Sony is a little bit better of an employer to its creators. And I mean, because like going back to Metal Gear, one of the reasons Metal Gear Solid Five kind of got some mixed reviews was that um, the creator Hideo Kojima was constantly butting heads with Konami and he was on the outs with Konami while that game was being made. And so... Literally talk about zombie brands, then Konami just released like a cash grab called Metal Gear Zombies, um, which (laughs) was, they basically just repurposed Metal Gear Solid Five and added zombies to it. And, um, and so, uh, so Kojima went over to Sony and started doing a lot of projects with them. You know, Death Stranding was the big one. And it's like, if you are able to get and attract creators and let them do the things they're good at that's really what's going to get you, you know, where you want to be. And the ironic part is like, you know, like Activision started because developers and creators weren't getting the credit they deserved. And they weren't getting, because they were all Sony, they were all Atari guys that weren't allowed to put their name on the game. And so Activision was like, I'm making, you know, I'm making, you know, whatever, like the, the three little pigs game by so-and-so or, um, or Pitfall, you, you know, was a big one. And, and they all had like the names of the creators and it was all sort of like creator owned. And now it's just like it's just like another giant corporation again. And so well, there's, a,
1: there's a reason why I'm an indie gamer primarily. It's, and That's because I believe strongly in letting the artist be the artist. Like you yeah. create what your, your heart wants to create. If you're trying to tell me a story and they have the best stories. My favorite games ever are, are usually little indie games that are maybe three hours long. And yeah. they're an artistic experiment. There was one I just played recently. Sorry not to get off topic. But I played I'm really obsessed with Annapurna picture or Annapurna video games, uh, yeah. the company publisher, because everything they release seems to be like just the perfect indie to me. But I was playing this game hindsight, which was created uh, by one one lady telling a story mm-hmm. of her own life. And man, it's just so powerful, so powerful. So these big blockbusters, as, as hyped as they are, what the company is doing to the franchises and stuff like that, it's not always going to reel me in. It's just not that doesn't do it for me. You know, I want I want passion projects. I want somebody to be putting their artistic ability into something without a corporation telling them we need more loot boxes. We need more of this. We need more of that and less of this. It just doesn't that just doesn't register with me. So uh, that's why I do indie games mainly.
0: Yeah, it's funny. We we have actually reviewed a number of Annapurna games. I think the, mo- the biggest one we want we did was Stray, but there's the other yeah. game um, uh, when the past was around. I think is what it's called. I think that's also Annapurna. Um, with uh, the, uh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't uh, have
1: the I don't recognize the name of it. I have a I have a list. I've been I've been playing my Annapurna Adventure trademarked. <laughs>
0: I've
1: been going through every single one of their uh, games that they released. I think there's 32, and I've played 19 of them. And they've wow. all been just spectacular yeah.
0: okay yeah i'm i'm, I'm mistaken it's a uh, toge or toge productions um it's but it's also an indie game that's very thoughtful and uh you you
1: have, have to text me that later i don't know that yeah. one
0: yeah paul and i reviewed it um we made fun of it a lot but in in jest um it was a very sweet story uh we yeah, nice. have the past was around that's a that's a dad's uh that's a dad's game review pick uh so um uh, and not a tangent, honestly. It's the the indie games where you are able to actually tell a story, that's the interesting space that games are in. there there's there's always a competing battle in in all of these spaces between like, you've got you you can you can focus on your story or you can focus on the technological innovations that are like available, like how the Unreal Engine can now like every droplet of sweat is, you know, individually rendered in real time. And the light is refracting over every droplet of sweat. And it's like, it could be the most boring game ever, but it looks beautiful. And And uh,
1: that's just it, is that my driving factor, and, you know, a lot of people say it's gameplay. They want the games to be addictive or whatever. My, Mm -hmm. my, My driving factor is story. I've played some bad games just for the story. You know, I keep mentioning that I'm kind of an emotional guy. So if something makes me feel... That's my compelling mm-hmm. factor to continue in a story. If, if it doesn't have story there, even if the gameplay is incredible, I just don't feel motivated to play it. I need an experience out of a game. So
0: yeah, uh, like and you if, there, of- if we were doing the Myers Briggs exam right now, and like obviously you've got the F for feeling for sure. I am
1: I am an INFP, which is a very rare male type. They are they are often. I've been I've been called gay my whole life just because I'm such a. Uh, feelings guy is such a sensitive dude they just they you know i have i have a lot of female traits when it comes to my i don't fit the gender roles necessarily as an inf female and so oh, it's yeah. just I, I i like stuff that makes me feel i i love i love feelings so that's just that's my jam
0: yeah i yeah that's the mediator right um uh, that's the um i
1: don't remember uh, the, oh i can't remember what it what it actually stands for i've been doing a lot of research i only uh, I used to do Myers-Briggs back when I was in high school, but I only did it in the last uh, six months or so. And boy, I learned a lot about myself. It's just just crazy. Made a lot of sense in my life. Well, yeah, it,
0: it's, it's a really good framework. I'm um, yeah. I i I'm very close to you. I think I'm like the ENFP or the ENFJ. I mean, I'm essentially in the diplomat field, according to 16personalities.com. So I uh, I totally pick up that vibe. I'm, I'm a black dealer, yeah.
1: My, my test is INFP, but I'm actually more of an XNFP. As you see, I can talk and interact and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. I can be extroverted when I need to be extroverted. I can be introverted when I need to be. I, I do need my recharge time. And that's my gaming time is my time to recharge and go back in the yeah. world again.
0: Yeah, it's it's funny. We um, I, I do a lot of meetings. I run a lot of meetings just in the work I do. And so I'm I'm always in this mode of like, hey, what's going on with this? And all that kind of stuff. But then it's yeah. like when I'm disconnected from it, I'm... Yeah, I just kind of want to just do my own thing. So, yeah, I think we all we all need our recharge somewhere. Um, Everybody needs that. Yeah. Uh, the The other bit of news I want to talk about, which is kind of a fun coin flip from Activision Blizzard, is so Sega's developers uh, this week um, in the United States have formed now what is called the largest video game union in the United States, and uh, they are called the Allied Employees Guild Improving Sega. And uh, so there, there's a couple here in um, in I think Burbank and a couple other places around California. I think that's and awesome. So, I think it's great. Yeah. So it's uh, it's one of the yeah. It's it, it, gaming unions in general. I'm I'm all for. Uh, when I first came out to California, I worked on a project for Netflix, and the hours that just like quality assurance testers did, just testing the software to yeah. make sure it worked, and and the pressure they were on, they were working crazy crazy hours. And, you know, we've all heard these stories about crunch and all that. And it's like, yeah, like there needs to be some kind of labor, labor advocacy here.
1: But well, what corporations you... do do everything they can to prevent any kind of unionization, doesn't matter what corporation it is, because workers' rights are trampled on all over the U.S. and in a lot of countries. Um, so I, I do believe in in unions. I, I wish I had a healthcare union to help me out, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah they need to yeah like you said with the demands uh, the mm-hmm. time crunches and all that kind of stuff and and working late hours you know 16 hours a day working on programming in front of a computer the brain drain all that kind of stuff they need to get acknowledged they need to be respected mm-hmm. and then they need to be paid correctly and if that yeah. takes a unionization to do it then I'm all for it you know they they can yeah. they can do a strike like the writers guild is doing right now or the yeah. the actors guild and and uh, if they're not getting their compensation and their recognition so yeah um i'm all for that i i think I don't, I don't like seeing people taken advantage of. And I I know a lot of people I work long hours where I should be taking care of better and stuff. You know, I feel that. So I understand, I understand it.
0: And, and these people are doing, they're doing great work. I mean, they're amazing work. They're they're, they're, the, the, you know, a lot of the joy I have is, is, you know, is playing something, but it's like, if you know, like the thing you're making or playing is is from someone that's underpaid or under overworked, it's kind of like, if you're like aware of it, it's kind of just like a little heart wrenching. Like, makes you, you know.
1: make you feel like crap. Yeah, I don't yeah. like knowing people are taking. I'm very empathic, and I don't like yeah. you know knowing that other people are struggling or suffering. Like everybody should be taken care of. We should all get along with each other. I just yeah. want a big happy, happy, livable life. You know? <laughs>
0: yeah. No, it's kind of like um. They, there was this news about how the new Spider Verse movie, which I don't know if you've seen it, but it's fantastic. Not yet,
1: but I want to. Oh yeah, I love the first one.
0: Yeah, the, the second one is is excellent. And uh, and then like all the news articles about like, yeah, these people were for the animators were forced to work crazy, crazy hours having to do like, like a lot of repeated things over and over again. And then it's kind of like, well, I'm looking at the pyramids here. You know what I mean? It's like this is a fantastic achievement, but it's like on the backs of like, you know, hard labor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: right. Well, it's Uh, like the sweat, the sweatshops that produce the iPhones. You get something, you get something horrible, something nice from something horrible. It's just, you know, people we don't recognize that all the time. We don't think about what what the production costs. We just want our new fancy thing. So
0: yeah. To make a to make a game reference, just the meta about how we think about unions has changed over the last few years because the last time the Actors Guild and the Writers Guild were on strike was like in the 1960s, where you know, having a union was not a controversial idea, it wasn't a political idea. All. It was just like, oh, right or left, wherever it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Unions make sense, all and, it is is
1: protecting workers' rights. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's,
0: a, it's a really basic thing. Um, but it, it, it's been politicized to divide people, and it's just like, yeah, but like, don't you want to get paid for the work that you did? And like, right,
1: so, just- be acknowledged respected and treated like a human for doing what you're supposed to do to survive. Like everything yeah. should be a living wage. Everything should, people should be not struggling as bad as they are. That's just my personal opinion. Maybe I'm too liberal or something, but I think everybody should be taken care of and everybody should be working for what they have. And, and, you know, it should, you shouldn't have to bust your ass three jobs to make your rent payment. That's just how I feel about it. You know, it's just, it doesn't need to be like that. So yeah. So you, we, we, if, well, will can help do it.
0: Yeah. Sorry Paul we we've now turned it into a uh, to a Marxist uh, game review. You have nothing to lose but your <laughs> game pads.
1: Communist game reviews. Everyone yes. should be happy. Yes. Yeah. yes.
0: Um, I know. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I I just finished playing DOS copy doll on the Nintendo switch and it's great, you know?
1: Right, right, right. Um, yeah. Pa- I'm going to play papers, please. I hear that yeah. one's a good Russian. Papers, game. please. Yeah. Is a
0: good one. Yes. Yeah. and it, uh, yeah. <laughs> Papers, please. Is great, by the way. is um, it? <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. Paul and I have both played it and I played papers, please. When I was like working a very mundane job. And so I was just like, it was like after a day of work, I'm playing papers, please. And I'm just like, this is my job. I'm just doing my job <laughs> game. and it's, and they're making me feel lock, just yeah. as bad in the game as it does in real life. And I was just like, I need to, I need to just go outside and take a walk. <laughs> <I need> to, <laughs> I need to Touch grass as the kids say.
1: <laughs> yep, yep, yep.
0: So I think we're just about done, but you know, there's one thing I did have to ask you is where can people find you, Josh?
1: Oh um, yeah. So I'm really active on Twitter. I'm a really talkative guy. I will uh, I'm gosh, Josh games, uh, an s there is a discrepancy Mm -hmm. between twitter and and uh twitch because i'm i'm fighting to get that s again on on twitch Mm -hmm. i'm gosh josh games with a z g-a-m-e-z and uh, i'm on thursday through sundays i'm gonna be on tonight i think i might start days gone tonight i don't know i have tonight's a solo stream so i'm not sure exactly what i really want to be doing um so this episode's
0: uh, gonna drop on monday so guys i hope you watched his days gone stream you know, we're gonna be checking <laughs> on you. You know, I
1: think that's what I'm doing tonight because everybody keeps. I've I've had. Dozens of people tell me to play it in the last couple of months. And it's just some one of those games I kind of passed by. So uh, they say the, the story can be as powerful as The Last of Us. And I find that highly wow. skeptical, but oh. I will uh I will give it a shot because last of us rocked me. But that's my plans. I stream Thursday through Sunday, Gosh Josh Games on Twitter, Twitch, Gosh Josh Games with a Z. And I appreciate hanging out with you, John. It's been a blast.
0: Oh, it's been a pleasure here. Uh, you can find us at dad's game review at Twitter. Uh, we're also at DadsGameReview.com review.com, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts. Hopefully, that's how you found us. Uh, you can also complete Plain to me at john everson d20 at twitter.com and um that's about all where you can find us my dogs here on my on my arms has nothing to do with the plugs just talking about it but uh josh it's been a pleasure thanks for coming back on and uh hope all you folks have a great rest of your day so see you around kids
1: wonderful thanks bud right.
0: bye bye and